Time for a Bruins postgame podcast presented by AT&T. Ken Laird and DJ Bean with the Bruins in Buffalo tonight. And DJ, they figured they'd flip the tables. How about coming back from a two-goal deficit? And they get two points in the shootout thanks to Ryan Spooner. How about Spooner? Three game-deciding shootout goals this year. That's a big three points in the end. Yeah. Uh, something, I mean, and against the team that could have had him, if they took what would have been an extremely lopsided deal in their favor last year when... Shirelli offered them, what was it, Spooner, a second-round pick for, for Chris Stewart. They probably want to have that one back at this point. But, yeah, Spooner, I, I've always liked the idea of using Spooner in the shootout just because how rarely does a goalie, Ryan Spooner, skate straight at him? Very, very rarely. So uh, I've always liked the idea of Spooner in the shootouts. And, uh, I mean, this season offensively, He's far exceeded what, what anyone could have expected. Not to mention the first goal of the game tonight for Boston to get him back to within 2-1. to one. Pretty nice rebound goal, although uh, good good play all around, right? Bolesky dug it out on a forecheck and uh, got in front of the net for some net front presence and pretty good shot by Krug as well. Yeah, and I want to say the assists there, Krug and Kevin Miller, I think. Yep. And there's another one of the, if they were third assists, Matt Bolesky would have about a thousand of them yep. this, this season. Uh, or if they were just influential assists, then Matt Bolesky would have a lot of them because a lot of, a lot of goals have come as a result of, of him being really heavy on the forecheck. But, uh, yeah, uh, Bolesky and, uh, and Spooner, something of a, an interesting duo. They've been kind of on and off when they've, when they've been together this season, but, for now, as the Bruins look for lineup stability, and you see Claude Julien again moving Poster knock off the the Krejci line uh, late in the game again, they're going to need stability on all the other lines, and uh, right now Spooner's providing that. I buried the lead, I guess. Brad Marchand's goal, his 23rd of the year here on February the 4th, was just total filth, and one on, what, three or four as he was coming out of his own zone on the PK. Yeah. What a goal. Well, I, I mean... Two to three of them, he just kind of skated by without any sort of, uh, without uh, being contested whatsoever. Um, really, the last guy, I forget who it was, uh, he embarrassed. And, Bogosian, I think. Yeah, and we've seen this season, I mean, he's had a lot of those zone entries, not quite from his own zone, but, uh, or rushing up the entire ice, I should say, but he's had a, a couple of or I'd say much more than a couple of these zone entries where he comes in and just basically attacks one of the defensemen and totally undresses them and then isn't able to finish. And you think, man, one of these days he's going to be able to finish on, on one of these and it's going to be a highlight uh, real goal, and that's what he gets tonight. Well, I asked this question to you guys on Twitter, and uh, I'd love you free to answer it here. What What is with the spike? I mean, he's bound to cool off here a bit. That's eight goals in nine games, nine points in nine games. But nonetheless, he's on pace for his easy career high in goals, high 30s maybe by the time we're done. Why? What's the difference between this year and his previous six? Well, consider that he had 18 in the lockout shortened year, and then he was about 24 years old, something like that. Um He's had, uh, he was inconsistent the year after. And then last season, uh, just health, I think. Um, the, he had the hand issue that, that really plagued him for a while. And when you consider things like coming into his prime and playing a little more and being healthy, I think 
everything's kind of striking at the same time, and as a result, you have someone who could knock on the door of a 40-goal season, as crazy as it sounds. That's uh, good stuff. I mean, it, it, those are the signs that make you think, man, it would be a shame for the Bruins to miss the playoffs with the year that he's having, the one that you know, Bergeron is having. Um, they've getting some good play from, from certain parts, and actually they're 6-3-1 and one in their last uh, 10 here. So uh, as bad as it felt on Tuesday... They're in third place now with Detroit losing a couple. And, you know, you just scratch your head and what a bizarre season here as we get closer to the trade deadline. Well, again, I mean, the, the division in the Eastern Conference is garbage. I, I don't put their their playoff standing, uh, I, don't, I should say I don't weigh their playoff standing too much when I consider what kind of a team this is. But then you have to say, okay, well, it's always relative to the league you're in. So is this particularly dominant Bruins team, especially compared to ones in the past? No, they've they've fallen off considerably. Uh, do they have much competition uh, for playoff spots? Yeah, but as far as if you get into a playoff series, who do you fear? I mean, really? Only Washington, really? Is it like for teams that would definitely, definitely smoke them? I would say really only Washington right now. I wouldn't be afraid of the the Panthers a lick. Uh, I wouldn't be too terrified of of the Lightning. Uh, It's, again, we've said this a million times, it's a bad division. That doesn't make this Bruins team a good team, but it's a bad division. I mean, right now they would play Tampa in a first-round game. They play them right before the trade deadline. I think that could be an interesting one on February 28th, but uh, Mm. we'll see. Power plays cooled off a bit, as, although the PK was excellent, especially in overtime last night. What did you make of special teams tonight? Yeah, well, I mean, give give Chara and Seidenberg credit, especially Seidenberg making that save on, uh, who was it, I think uh, Ryan O'Reilly maybe yep. um, in, in overtime when those two played the entire penalty kill. But, yeah, the Bruins are now, what, two for something like 27 uh, going on nine games now uh, with just two power play goals. So they've cooled off a bit. Um, I still don't worry too, too much about their power play. Uh, they are definitely a lot more movement on, the, on their, their power play with trying to, to shuffle guys. I don't mean lineup-wise. I mean uh, just, just getting guys to move around. And we've joked, I mean, sometimes that results in Ryan Spooner being in front of the net. And that's not what you want. But uh, they're, they're definitely trying things. They're trying to get better results. They're just not coming right now. Good stuff. Uh, final game with the Buffalo Sabres coming up on Saturday night. And, uh, you know, again, a game that they should win. As you point out, these are not good teams. But uh, they look a whole lot better here if you take five out of six over the stretch uh, than when we left TD Garden on Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was thinking, like, they're – I was thinking a little second period there. Oh, boy. They're going to have one point through the first two games of what should have been an easy – six points, right? Right. right. So, I mean, did they dig this one out? Uh, I, I guess the tip of the cap to them for coming back against a bad team, but uh, yeah, they'll need to take these these two on Saturday because I mean, you can't let, you can't keep giving up easy points the way they have this season. See you Saturday. Awesome. DJ Bean, Ken Laird, Bruins Postgame Podcast here on WEEI.com and presented by AT&T.